Hello everyone, and welcome to uh, So What Happens Next, Small Screens. I am one of your hosts, Thomas. I am Amber. And this week, we are, I guess, back again. We're not, we're not, we're trying to keep it consistent here, folks, with a bit of a different take on our small screen segment. We decided to kind of take it a little bit of a different way. Last week, we talked about the thing from Another World, which some of us had seen, well, really all of us had seen, but some of us had seen a couple times. But this week, we are not only revisiting an older episode, one of our first episodes, the first episode we ever recorded, actually. Um, but we're kind of looking at a, 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 a series of films as a whole, and that is the John Wick franchise. yourself not too bad not too bad to be honest i'm i i it's nice to be back and recording a bit more consistently to be honest like i thought i was i, I was genuinely kind of like man do i even want to do this show anymore like i was getting kind of tired and yeah like, it's getting really like taxing to edit things but you know what we're back it feels good to be back and what a better way to be back than to circle back to one of our earliest episodes on the show along with its now three sequels, uh, John Wick. And then John Wick Chapter 2 and John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. And John Wick Chapter 4, no subtitle included. Um, Yeah, so John Wick, for those of you that may not know, uh, was, I believe, our fifth episode we ever released, the first film. Um, But it was the first episode that we ever recorded, like, ever. Um... You can listen to it if you want. Don't, don't you dare. I think on that episode, I was the one that got to be the one who had never seen the film before. And then we watched the second one, I think, right after that. But yeah, so that, if you really want to go back, I mean, I'm just going to add the caveat. We were recording on, like, earbuds in a living room with phones. It was a pretty, pretty janky recording setup, if I recall back yeah. then. Um, in a completely different apartment, like in like a studio apartment. So oh, that's right. Yeah, Man, we recorded that, that in our so living room. Long ago. That was like forever ago now. Years. I think we started the show. When did we start the show? Twenty nineteen. Yeah, de- I think definitely during the height of the pandemic. We and started. So, we started the show before the pandemic hit, but like not. We didn't really pick up until. No, yeah. no, we didn't get really good consistency till I don't know, like twenty twenty. Yeah. Time. But yeah, we this would have been like. Old, this is a bit long. Old, OG episode, like first five. Yeah. But in light of the new one coming out or having come out already, I think by this by the time you get this episode, it'll be like a month probably. But we're talking about uh, the John Wick franchise because the fourth one just came out, and it's kind of the com- not to get ahead of ourselves. It's sort of the completion of the series, at yeah. least. At least for, for John Wick, so. Yeah, exactly. And we'll talk more about that at the end, of course. The yeah. shows and whatnot that are supposed to come up. So, 
Let's talk John Wick. Um, Amber, can you walk me through kind of what each of these movies is about really quick? And then we can just start chatting away. Yeah. So just to give you an overview, everyone. So John Wick is a series of action thriller movies that sort of follows the story of a former hitman, John Wick. Um, And in the first movie, we see him seeking revenge um, after the death of his beloved wife and then also the theft of his vintage car. And then... I guess it reaches the climax of like, or this all starts basically because the gift that his wife left him was a dog. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, he was grieving and everything, but he was ready to kind of move on with this dog. And unfortunately, a bunch of Russian thugs, they not only steal that his vintage car, but they also kill the dog. Oh, yeah. It's pretty brutal. And it, mm, it hurts. We'll talk about it. When we rewatched this movie, I was like, holy cow the set dressing for that that scene when John wakes up after getting the shit beat out of him is just like, No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 Yeah, that- it, it makes you almost want to cry. Yeah. Like, I guess I'll say it now, but like the scene, they, they kill his dog and whatnot, and like, they don't actually kill his dog. Like, they just beat the shit out of his dog. Yeah. And ultimately, it kills the dog. But, yeah. like, John's knocked out on the ground, and when he wakes up, the dead puppy is, like, right next to him, and you can see the, like, trail of blood that the dog left by dragging itself over to John. It's, like, it makes you want to cry, man. I know. That shit fucking hurts. Yeah, yeah that first film is definitely, like, it's just, like... Oh, it's- Boom. After yeah. that, it's balls to the wall. Let's fucking go. Yeah. But anyways, on to chapter two. And so... Oh, well, John kills the Russians at the end, of course. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, the rest is like an action set piece. He kills the Russians. And we're introduced to, like, the hotel and some of the other characters. Yeah. And so we're kind of introduced to this, like, underworld or, like, dystopic society of, like, where everybody is basically a hitman and just, like collecting bounties basically by killing other people or like if the illuminati was hitmen yeah that's almost what it feels like like it feels like the world functions around assassins like i don't even know how to describe the world like it's like everybody has to follow these rules but somehow everyone's just like aware that there's this assassin yeah i don't even know how to describe it like the world i guess maybe it's just that you're so immersed in it you don't think about what normal people are doing yeah but We'll talk about it. Like the German ravers. It's like they're not even yeah. <laughs> phased by shit. So I don't know. But yeah, the second movie goes, goes, we go on into the second film. Yeah. And so the second film. So after basically avenging his dog's death by killing the like Russian mob, I guess, or maybe. he kind of, yeah, goes hard and kills like a whole faction of the yeah. Russian mob, like all the way to the top. Yeah. And so he tries to retire again. Yeah. Um, but another person comes and basically gives him an ultimatum or a marker is what they call it in the film and basically whenever you are called with a marker you have to do whatever that person says yeah you have like a blood pact with someone and you basically it's like the biggest you owe me ever it's like an iou like yeah and this italian guy calls him up and it's like i need you to murder my sister who is like one of the queens of the assassin world basically yeah, and also on the high table which yeah we'll yeah. talk about later but basically the high table is who controls like who basically sets the rules for right. this world um and so he does that 
but unfortunately becomes the target of a massive bounty placed on him by the same person <laughs> that told him to go yeah, kill Yeah, it's his such horseshit. This dude's such a dick. He could have let well enough be alone. Yeah. And he doesn't. Fucking pisses me off. Yeah. Ugh. I'll rant about the second movie after. But yeah, that one ends though. In this second movie, I think, is really where it ends and sets up, like, a series of films. Like, the first movie is an isolated, like, one... Like, it could have been just John yeah. Wick and the movie's done and everyone's fine. Like, there's no... You you don't feel a compulsion for a sequel. You want to see more action shit, but you don't feel like, oh, there's more for the plot to unravel. Yeah. It's like, nah, like, it's done. But the second one ends in kind of a cliffhanger bit, if I recall. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it does. So... The movie ends with John Wick assassinating or killing the this Italian crime lord. Right. Um, and that sets off a whole... It's literally yeah. just like a domino effect. Because you're not allowed to kill people in this hotel, this assassin hotel. Yes. And the dude just keeps pushing John's buttons and John just pops him in the head in the yeah, restaurant like, and everyone's like he negates dude. all basically just like reason because you know he's just like I, you know first it was the dog and yeah. now <laughs> now you you've been like fucking me over and like you're ruining my peaceful life and it's just like oh yeah because dude also blew up his house like, we, yeah we that too that. so yeah. he this guy has taken everything from yeah. John and like John is just like I just want to again grieve for my wife and now dead dog yeah. but he has another and, dog at yeah, least he has like, he like a little pit bull yeah yeah but he basically becomes everyone's target after mm-hmm. this because he broke one of the you know the, like big cardinal rules. rules of the high table or yeah, yeah yeah and so the movie kind of ends to where he is on the run mm-hmm before everybody starts going after him. And then that's where the third movie picks up is everyone's hunting John Wick and it's how can I get, how can I turn this off, right? Like how can I, basically how can I get out again or at least like stop being hunted? Yeah. And the um, chapter three is conveniently named Parabellum. It's the only one with a subtitle and it's kind of... I don't know. It kind of bothers me. I wish the fourth one had some kind of cool subtitle, but whatever. Yeah. Like, and so Parabellum, if you don't know in this case, means war in Italian? Yeah. Or? Uh, Latin. 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 Um, and so, as we mentioned before, this is kind of a cascading effect. And yeah. so he has everybody after him because he broke this rule. And so the movie starts off with him on the run and having a bounty on his head. Um, but John actually travels all the way to Italy to a different hotel. And he goes to Morocco. Yeah, he sorry, he goes to Italy, Morocco. Italy, yeah, right? Yeah. The whole thing's just I weird. mean, it's just him going all over the place and basically, like, asking for help yeah. from a bunch of people. And It's it, where we also introduce the, the weird origin of him, like the ballerina school with yes. Morticia Adams and, like... His well, Angelica Houston, yeah, yeah, yeah. Morticia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good point. There's, there's other, there's a now a newer. It's not Catherine Zeta Jones. Yeah, the '90s Morticia Adams. But yeah, and they kind of introduce like his Russian, I guess, because it's like what I always forget what it's called. It's like the something like Rusa Ruska Romani Ruska or something like yeah. that. Ruska Romani like is his sort of. They introduce it in four as like there's the tables made up of families or something yeah. like that, kind of Godfather style. But yeah, we introduce them who get him to Morocco, yeah, because of some past 
thing or something like that. And yeah. Then, and we get a lot more with um, Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, so. yeah, that's right. He's the king of the king of the hobos. Yes. King of the hobos. <laughs> <laughs> Who um, I guess he sort of helps John in a way, like especially in the like the last movie, um, like chapter two. But I definitely feel like he has a bigger role in chapter three. And then if yeah. you go see chapter four, he has an even bigger role in that. Um, and then also focusing on uh, Winston as well, who is the head of the hotel in New York. Yes. And then like, yeah, I think I think Lawrence Fishburne's character is really interesting because in the second one, it's very, how do I help me? Right. Like he's only helping John because John's like, listen, if you help me, I will kill Santino. Because when Santino takes over, uh, like, his sister's spot at the high table, like, he's going to control New York. And, like, he's going to fuck you guys over. And so he's like, fine, kill him because that'll help me. Whereas in the third movie, I think it kind of becomes, it starts with this whole, like, vengeance thing, right? Like, because he helped John in the second movie, the, like, adjudicator woman has him all slashed up. And then, like, he you know, wants his own revenge on the high table and it just kind of becomes this, like, our goals are aligning here, so, like, let's fucking go. Yeah, and the adjudicator was really interesting because we got to actually start to see people from the high table, so not necessarily on the high table, but they're mm-hmm. just working. Like, we see they're the a little system. bit more above yeah. Yeah, the system. Um, and so this adjudicator comes to the hotel in New York and basically they're on the high tables radar. They're just Mm -hmm. kind of like, yeah, like we feel like you're kind of letting John Wick get away and that you need to like, you know, follow the rules. Basically, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter like who you are. You're getting a bit a little big headed here. uh, Ian McShane, you need to you need to calm the fuck down. Like you're not bigger than the table. So, yeah. And so the movie ends with like, obviously, John Wick killing everybody that he comes into contact with. Um, to the moment where he basically takes out like everybody at the hotel and yeah. they have to parlay right? Um, or at least Winston and the adjudicator right. woman, they parlay. Um, and then Winston shoots, shoots John Wick, yeah. but that's to let him get away. Basically, is the it, high table. See, this is where I'm always I was confused because so like the there is a mysterious Bedouin man who is like above the high table and he lives in the desert of i guess northern central africa yeah yeah and like john finds him and the guy's like okay yeah i'll i'll make this go away but in exchange you will never have peace like you will always be a a, an assassin for us like anytime you're called you will do this yeah and he like john like chops off his ring finger and like gives him his wedding ring or whatever and then like the guy's like, okay, deal. Oh, BT dubs, you have to kill Winston. Like, if you want to be redeemed, kill Winston. Yeah. And so John goes all the way back to New York to kill Winston. Winston and him talk, and then he's like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm not gonna kill him. Yeah. And that's when they go. They have this awesome action scene where they're killing everybody in the hotel. But then you get to the end where they're parlaying, like you said, right? Mm-hmm. And like Winston shoots him, and it really makes me wonder if he just was like John's dead because John falls off the roof of the hotel. Yeah, but I really think like he was. You think it was a play? Yeah, because in it four was. it didn't feel like a play. In four it felt like I don't know. I guess like the end of three, you're right because because the adjudicator's like he's gone and he's like yeah. yeah, that's really sad and he's like no. I mean, he could have had like the intent to like 
yeah, like to either shoot him. way, maybe it works. But out. he's hoping that, like, because he's John Wick. Mm. I mean, John Wick, like, if you've listened to us, <laughs> you know, up to this point, like, this guy is very hard to kill. Yeah, dude, dude's got plot armor up the butt. Like, yeah. he, he doesn't. So die. maybe he was hoping that he would make it out somehow. Yeah. He does end up at the very end. Um, yeah, Jason Manzukas puts him in a cart and wheels him back to the hobo. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He becomes buddy buddy with uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, who's also who's also been burned because he's like all slashed up. Yeah, and he like wants revenge on the the high table, I guess too. So he kind of nurses John back to health, which is where the fourth movie comes in, which we saw a couple weeks. Well, as of recording this, we saw this like a week or two ago, so it was like pretty cool. But yeah, yeah, and so then we have the fourth movie. Where it's like John is basically trying to find a way out again. Mm-hmm. And it he's being hunted like across the planet and no nowhere is safe for him. Like yeah. he is banned from everywhere. And as a result of his actions, the New York Continental Hotel that they go to is like blown up. Like they yeah. destroy it. And like What's his name? Skarsgård? Is it Alexander Skarsgård? I don't know which one. The one who was in No, it. Bill Skarsgård. Bill Skarsgård. Yeah. He's like the villain. He's a good villain. I liked him as a villain in this movie. But he, uh, he's kind of been mandated by the high table to hunt John down whatever yeah. means necessary. I mean, he's like the marquee. And so he's basically the, the army of the high table. Right. And they're just like, go. Blank yeah. check. Go kill him. And yeah. so... They get, like, Donnie Yun to come hunt him down, and John's, like, making friends with some samurai guys in Japan's hotel, and we get this globetrotting adventure. Um, And then John learns that he could challenge the the Marquis to, uh, like, a single combat or something like that, and, like, this could all go away if he wins. Yeah. And then it ultimately ends where they go and do this like little pistols at literally pistols at dawn thing. Yeah, kind of like a, a like wild a west showdown, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, where you're um, just you know shooting at each other from a distance, and then you yeah. get closer and closer. He plays um, it smart too. The ending is pretty cool. It is like that whole movie is icing on the cake. Absolutely. I will say, um, compared to maybe like the second movie um, that we talked about. Yep, but in the end, John Wick dies. Um, he wins. He kills the he kills the Maquis, Marquis, whatever his name, however you say that. Um, everybody lives except John, who dies from his injuries because he wasn't coming out of that, and is real sad. Very beautiful scene at the top of that stairwell or whatever. And then, um, is he dead? Question mark. We'll talk about it at the end. But yeah, for all intents and purposes, he dies, and everybody's like. He died a free man because he won, and he yeah. won before he died, and he's like, Mr. Krabs is like, Ice, John Boy Me Bob, yeah, you're a free man now, and like lets him, everybody just fucks off, and he's like, yeah, Winston, just make sure I get home. And yeah, then just and dies. Winston's going to get a new, that's <laughs> part of the bargain, I oh, love Oh, that's this. right, they're going to fix the hotel, yeah, yeah. He gets his hotel back, he's like manager, so, um... Oh, yeah, and we did forget one very important person, so Lance Reddick. Yes, R.I.P. Lance Reddick. Yep. These whole this whole series of John Wick movies, um, he played the, the... concierge. Yeah, the concierge, but he was more like, you know, right-hand man of Winston, um, yeah. Ian McShane. Yeah, And so, um, like, he unfortunately 
dies in the fourth chapter of John Wick. Which is freakishly poignant. I know. And that yeah. freaked me the fuck out when we saw that movie. Because like, as some of you who I don't know how you wouldn't know by now, but uh, Lance Reddick uh, recently passed away, which is a really big blow, I think, to, to movies and television. Like, the guy was great. Um, very prolific voice actor, fantastic actor, actor, like, awesome stuff. But he also dies in the fourth movie, and it's just like you're left really like I was left like wow like whoa (laughs) he died like two weeks ago and holy shit he dies in this movie and you know they're not like this like they edited it you know yeah and just the way that like you know during the scene where Ian McShane is kind of looking at his grave I guess or just like his plaque um he's just like you know I didn't know what else to like write Mm -hmm. on it um and he was like, the one thing I could think of, though, is friend. That's really what he was. And I was like, oh, my heart. <laughs> but the thing that blows my mind is like, I, I mean, I would actually be more shocked to know if they reshot those scenes because he had died. Because, yeah. again, like that's two weeks. That movie is already sitting at the theater, probably. Yeah. Like, it's not like like you reshot the whole thing, edited it, patched it all together, then mailed it out within a week. Like, it's just it was a really cool perhaps inadvertent way to honor a really good actor. And I really liked that it's, it landed the way it did and made like that performance that much more, I don't know, like impactful, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, chapter four is definitely like kind of like the end to John Wick. Mm -hmm. But in terms of like the entire franchise, there's obviously like more to come, which is really cool. Definitely. Um, Because again, like it just started from this, you know, one off, movie about this hit man sure. uh getting revenge against a bunch of people that like killed his dog and you know it was funny in the beginning a little bit because it was just like oh my gosh like this guy is just going on a rampage but then it got a lot deeper especially after that first chapter yeah like let's talk about this series now that we kind of laid yeah. it all out but this it's very interesting to me that this First off, it's interesting that this even became a series because that first movie is so solidly just a movie. Like, it is a very... I don't want to say, like, an old-school action movie, necessarily, because I don't think it's, like, as B-movie as some of that stuff is, but it's definitely, like, this high-octane action, mostly action movie um, with a relatively loose plot, right? Dude, Dude's wife dies, gives him a dog in her will, dog gets killed, guy goes on rampage to get revenge like that's the movie yeah um it's really not even more complex than that other than the fact that like the kid he wants to kill is the son of the russian mob head and like that i guess that throws a wrench into it and he just kind of has to deal with this like whole thing yeah um there's really like it's just mostly once you set it up it's just let's watch john wick kill people like and that's kind of how all these movies are is once you set it up it's like let's watch him kill people so it's kind of shocking to me that like four movies came out out of this i mean it isn't it's not right because the first movie is really good yeah like i like that first movie a lot yeah but it's very simple right just what it's contained yeah it's like it's very it starts and it ends and there's not a whole lot of what happens next yeah there's a lot of like mystery surrounding john wick in like this first chapter and i love it because of that yeah like you don't really you don't need you don't understand the world yet yeah and you don't really understand john wick either besides like oh he's this guy like his wife died or whatever um but yeah you don't get to that until after like 
the first movie. But I also think like the the reason the first movie works so well is because you aren't asked to know it. Yeah. Like I think, and we've talked about plenty of movies on this show where we're told really cool shit in a movie, right, about mm-hmm. a character, and all you can think is, boy, that would be a way better movie than the one I'm watching right fucking now. Like. Yeah. We saw some, some a bunch of stuff recently where it's like the characters like, oh, like that time, you know, it's like, it's shit like, um, you know, in Marvel, I guess not. I, I'm again, here I am bashing Marvel, but it's an example I think everyone will know is when, whenever like, Black Widow and Hawkeye were talking in the earlier movies, were like, oh, it's just like Budapest or just like where like whatever other time they were on some kind of adventure, and you're like, you know, maybe I want to see that more than I want to see whatever the fuck's going on right now, you yeah. know, it's like when you, I hate when movies do that, but in this movie, they don't do that, they're just, everyone is terrified of John Wick, yeah. and you get, like, little snippets where it's like, he killed a guy with a fucking pencil, and it's like, you don't need to know the context, you just need to know that he did it, and it's like this cool, like, everyone's reaction tells the story, Yeah, you don't need to know the specifics, and it doesn't ask you to try to figure that out. The rest of the movies kind of even do that, too. They don't bother really fucking with his past too much, except for, like, the the Ruska Romani or whatever it is, where it's, like, he kind of needs them, and we sort of get this, like, yeah, you were part of this kind of little militant operation for this gang, right? Like, we see the boys wrestling, the girls dancing, that kind of shit. Um, and so we get what we need. Like, he was sort of trained to kind of forever to be this. He was, like, an orphan who became this. Um, but yeah, that first movie is like really contained and it makes, this is where I don't, I don't want to rant, but like, I think that the second movie is the weakest movie of the four, like hands down to me, it is the weakest one. And I think one part is cause I hate Santino as a villain. Like mm-hmm. he is so fucking annoying. And maybe that's the point because it clearly annoys John enough to the point where he kills him in the end. Rules be damned. I'll kill this man. But, like, he's just so... It's so dumb. It's so dumb, it's brilliant. No! It's just dumb! He comes off like a playground bully who thinks he's, like, a James Bond villain. Is the only way I can really describe it. Yeah. Like a child. He comes off like an immature child with way too much, too many resources. Yeah, and I think when you get to... When you see Chapter 4... And you still see Bill Skarsgård as, like, the marquee. I think he's a better version of Santino. Absolutely. He's what Santino should have been. No but doubt, yes. I understand why you needed Chapter 2, because you needed a way to keep John Wick in this world. Like, he can't go back to retirement. Yes. Um, I mean, he could have, definitely, after the first chapter, but then there would be no other movies. And that um, was my second point, too. Yeah. That's what I, I think that's where I was, what I was thinking, too, is, like, my second point, too, why I think it's the weakest movie is because it's the one movie that has to do the most heavy lifting. Yeah. Like, it has to set up a franchise, not the first movie. The yeah. first movie establishes our main character and some, like, ancillary bits of the world, right? But the second movie is where all this shit kind of has to, like, continue, right? Like, we need to go, okay, how can we set up two, three, four more movies, whatever. And unfortunately you have to like reveal the world more. And then you have to like give more to John's past. And you kind of start getting into these little things where it's like, Oh, well Santino is the one that got you out. Yeah. Right. If it wasn't for him, you wouldn't have gotten out and you owe him and he wasn't going to fuck with this, but you decided to come back. Like we're dealing with the ramifications of the first. Yeah. I think some of the setup is nice because it's like, 
you don't get to just come in. And he's told that in the beginning of the first movie. You don't get to just like dip your toe in and then walk away. Like this is the kind of life where like you left. No one leaves. It's amazing you did. And then you decided to come back for your own self, you know, gain. And you sort of fuck that for yourself, man. Like you're, you're screwed here. You're in. I'm going to call the marker on you because fuck you. And then it's just like, yeah, it's cool. I think I would have liked it more if uh, the sister maybe made it like a pitting John against the sister and the brother in like two ends of it. Like she was Mm -hmm. like, if you kill Santino for me, I will make your shit go away. Yeah. Right. Like I'm on the high, which kind of baffled me why they didn't do that. She's yeah. just like, Oh, I'm just going to die and kills herself. Yeah, in the tub. Cause she technically at that point was higher up than Santino. Right. Like she could have just been like, listen, man, like, like I'm, I'm amazed. Cause she, the but scene she gives up so easily. So yeah. Like, yeah, the scene makes sense like on its own. Cause it's like, I cannot stop him. Like yeah. it's that mentality. Like John Wick's here to kill me. Might as well be the Grim Reaper. Yeah. There's no getting out of this, but like, there's not even an attempt to go, Hey, I could use my station to make this go away. If you kill Santino for me instead. Yeah. Right. Which is what he wants. Right. He doesn't, yeah, cause like, he's only John doing Wick doesn't want to do yeah. this. He, why would he care who's fucking <laughs> doing things? Like he just kill, kill the annoying guy. Let yeah. her do whatever. And I, but I, then again, I guess he wouldn't get three more, two more movies then because there's nothing. Yeah, that's doing. true. Um, but there were some good things about like the second one. Like again, we get a deeper understanding of like the world um, that John Wick is in, with you know everybody basically. It's just like if if someone's gonna pay you, it's like oh we'll do whatever you mm. want then, um, sort of thing, and then introduced to like other characters so like um isn't common in this one yeah common is in this one that's it common is like every one of these movies going forward there's like someone who is like this antithesis of john wick or like this this like john wick rival and it's a little weird by the fourth one how many of these people exist (laughs) because they make it sound like john wick is like this this like unfathomable killing machine like nothing comes close and I'm like eh there's at least like three people that come yeah. close to John Wick and they're and there. I do have to say the stunts do get better oh like, absolutely each yes movie, each movie gets better more elaborate yeah. <laughs> I mean if you go see the fourth one holy shit that's Dude, like and the fourth one's like three hours long yeah and you guys know me you guys who listen to this show for a while you know I'm always ranting raving about the fucking length of these movies or of any movie um that's just deciding it wants to be fucking Lord of the Rings uh, extended edition just because it thinks it deserves it. John Wick Chapter 4 is shockingly a movie that, like, totally deserves to be that long. Like, it kept me into that movie the whole ride. And I was like, by the time it was over, I was like, fuck, it's like 10 o'clock. Like, let's, we gotta go home. Like, yeah, it's wild. But yeah, like, they do get better action wise, each one. Yeah. And if you didn't know this, so we, didn't really talk about who the director of these films are. Mm. Um, so for the first one, it was directed by Chad Stahelski and David Leach. Um, but then Stahelski went on to direct the rest, the rest of the John Wick yeah. films. Um, and so he has a huge like background in stunt coordination and also worked as a stunt double for Keanu Reeves in several movies before transitioning to just directing the films. 
Um, and so that's why, like, if you go and see them, like, there's so much, like, with the, the stunt, stunt work. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, you really can tell in four, too, because I, re- I realized this while we were watching it. John himself, like, Keanu Reeves, barely talks in yeah. the fourth movie. <laughs> like, he says a handful of lines. Mm-hmm. Um, but that also gets handed off to, like, a lot of the supporting cast who do a phenomenal job in that they film. They really did. Like, they really, especially, like, um, Donnie, uh, Donnie. Donnie Yeah, Donnie yeah. Um, and Lawrence Fishburne, Ian no. McShane, all those guys were just freaking. Even Bill Skarsgård, like the guy who oh, plays yeah. the villain. Oh yeah, I got it. He was a great. He was so great. freaking good. Like, yeah, that one. I feel like it's being held up yeah. by like the supporting actors and actresses. Absolutely. So, yeah. But let's not skip too far ahead because we have one in between the two, and that's John Wick Three. So like, Parabellum. Parabellum. This movie <laughs> is a fucking riot. Like, yes. Honestly, if four hadn't four didn't happen yet like if we hadn't already seen four out of like three is like peak john wick to me either yeah. one three two or three one two easily because this movie like especially the scene in the hotel when they're all like fighting oh yeah that is fucking baller like this movie is awesome and i think it's very much a natural like sequel because the second movie ends where he's like running through the park and this movie picks up right there like i think this whole franchise is like what a few months if even like no more than like a month or no no more than like two months of time passed between the first and fourth movies but yeah this movie um this movie's a lot of fun and i think this is also where you really start getting that supporting cast kind of coming in and carrying some weight here like Halle Berry's in this film. Yeah. And, like, we do get... He has, like, a marker with Halle Berry for whatever, you know, thing. Like, I think it's, like, hiding her kid or something like that. Yeah. Um, Something to that effect. But yeah. she's, like... She is the, the Ian McShane for the Moroccan hotel. Yeah. Um, And he kind of calls in the marker, like, you need to help me talk to... uh What's his face from Game of Thrones? A lot of Game of Thrones actors in this yeah. franchise, by the way. There's a weird number of them uh, pop up throughout this whole thing. I was like, this is a strange pool of people to be choosing from. But yeah, this movie, this movie also is kind of, kind of like four in that there's very little setup. Yeah, like it's just kind of like, yeah, remember the thir- second movie? You do? Cool. We're just gonna keep going. Like it could be like one four-hour movie, I think. And just keep going. I'm sure there's some kind of super cut of these two movies where it's just, yeah. here we go. But yeah, you get to introduce more to like the, like underground, the, the hobos. Yeah. We get introduced to the adjudicators. Like I like this movie more than the second one because we're actually being shown the system that runs everything as opposed to just like, Hey, look, this is somebody who's on the high table, which to me I kind of like it when it's more mysterious. Like this movie and the fourth movie, they're just like the high table is this thing that exists. It's not even like real people. It's just like a thing that exists somewhere that govern the world or the underworld Mm -hmm. at least. And you're never interacting with them next to ever. The second movie, we kill one of them and it's a little weird, you know, plot pacing wise. But like we, for the rest of the time, it's like they're just this thing that control. They're untouchable. Yeah. And then in this one, you know, we got the adjudicator who, again, she's doing a great job, like very like cold and demanding and just like 
you will kill this person because I tell you to. And that is the end of this. Um, And then, yeah, you have uh, Mark Dacascus as this movie's, what's it called? John Wick rival, right? He's Mm -hmm. zero or whatever. And he's um, the like martial arts master guy who's like him and his students are kind of killing everybody who's trying to kill John Wick. Like the table doesn't want John Wick killed for the money. It's kind of a ploy just to get him dead, but Yeah. Cuz yeah. he's basically ruining the order of things. Yes, he's like fucking they're basically saying like if he were to somehow win and if anyone could it would be John Wick. Yeah. Then it kind of completely destroys the table's like ability to govern i guess and so if he survives everything then you wind up kind of going hey what if other people don't want to follow the rules anymore right you have this chaos they keep talking about chaos and shit like that and then in the end like we said you know john gets shot and they they think they think he's kind of dead and this is why i think he's not dead in the end of the fourth one because the end of this film uh, uh, the adjudicator walks in, confronts Winston's like, he's gone. And he's like, that sucks. And she goes, no, he's not dead. His body was in the alleyway. And I just checked the alleyway and his body's gone. So he's not here. And they're like, oh, weird. And the whole time, the dog that was left with Lance Reddick, like, perks his ears up, looks like, looks up at something and then runs out the front door and then goes off with, with Jason Mantzoukas mm-hmm. and, and John Wick. And that's that. Right? He's not dead. The end of the fourth movie, they're standing over John's grave. The dog does the exact same thing minus the running off. They're standing there talking about how he's dead outside. The dog's just kind of like moping. And all of a sudden it like pops its head up and like looks around. There's no cue for that. When you're watching it, I was like, nobody said, hey, dog, get up. Like everyone's just sitting there. I'm like, well, is he dead then? Or did he like, did he see John? I mean, it would be a good segue into another you know movie if they were I think they just kind of left it open ended like that because again they could just stop right there but I think it's open just enough to where it's ended if you want to end it because he could very well be dead but like in the Captain America sense of dead like you know Captain America technically is still alive but like the idea of Captain America is dead see I think of it more like Batman Mm. like uh, the, the Christopher Nolan Batman films where Batman's dead but yeah. Bruce Wayne's just like fucked off to Yeah, Italy. exactly. So maybe like, like John Wick or Baba Yaga. Yeah, Baba Yaga's gone. Atreus remains. Yeah, but John, but John Wick. Wick's John John Wick's around just yeah. off somewhere. Everyone because that's really how else are you free, right? Yeah. Everyone thinks you're dead. Yeah. The end, you know. But yeah, the third movie's a lot of fun. Some great fight sequences, and it's like definitely a setup to the like climactic action that is four where four is just like we're going like john i think this movie opens where john like kills the the guy who's above the table which is a different guy in this movie he's just like (laughs) yeah that other dude's dead and so like you know they just replace him for some reason yeah and he's like killing me won't do shit and he's like i'm gonna kill you anyway just kills him and like that right there perfectly establishes that's where we're going with this fucking movie like and we just go but I think the fourth movie definitely, uh, uh, Skarsgård's villain is is everything Santino should have been. Like two movies later, you know, like yeah. it's just like that is what I wish the second yeah. movie kind of functioned. Because that like. guy is like, it's just very interesting to me. Because like 
there was like that speech he gave about oh what makes us different from animals or mm-hmm. whatever but yet like everything they do is just very like it's violent and like they're just like you know killing people but they i guess like in a way like he i guess they like enjoy it maybe and so i just i don't know that kind of stuck with me because i was just like yeah like what makes them, I don't know, he just seemed very high and mighty, but in a different way than just Santino that was just like, like he actually is kind of like somebody like that you don't want to cross paths with. Yeah, like Santino, Santino felt like he was like, just. Because he almost relished in it too. He was just like, oh yeah, like. Oh yeah, like Skarsgård enjoyed the violence, but I feel like he was also aspiring. Like he wanted to be known for something. Yeah. Whereas Santino just felt like a jaded, spoiled child who was angry that his dad picked his older sister to be boss instead of him, which like. And he, yeah, and he was always like gave off that like, oh, I'm spoiled. Whereas like for the Marquis, it was, it wasn't until the very end where right. like his hubris, I guess, like, Exa- I mean, that's exactly what that's it was, right? What, yeah, that's what that led him. to his downfall. Right. Yeah. Which is like great and it's set up narratively well because he's never like, oh, I, I love how he didn't get some bullshit like rags to riches kind of type shit. This guy yeah. could have been rich his whole fucking life. It doesn't really matter. He's definitely very elegant in everything he does. Everything is like very expensive over yeah. the top. But he's not like a spoiled brat about it. He's yeah. almost like, I want more. Like yeah. this isn't enough. And he's almost angry about it. And with Santino, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, daddy didn't give me the job. Like, what a dick. I deserve that. Kill my sister, John. And it's just like, yeah, that's what it came off. Yeah, and like a fucking pussy. When right. like- and then, like, run away and hide in a hotel <laughs> where you think you're safe, and then you get killed anyway. Like, you're just such, like, a prick. Um, And it kind of was like, the villain of this movie is just a little, like, stuck-up asshole. Whereas in the fourth movie, he's, like, this kind of terrifying like go-getter <laughs> he's like a hustler if they had well all yeah because it's wanted. like what better yeah. way to get power more power if you kill john wick right. the person that nobody well, when he has doesn't, been able doesn't, to do is it ian mcshane that baits him with that yeah or he's like you know why kill him why not kill him yourself and everyone will think you're fucking incredible but then uh, Clancy Brown, who's like this, what do they call him? Like the executor? Execu- harbinger. They call him the Harbinger. Yeah, which is like such a brutal name. That's a hard, for someone who doesn't <laughs> kill anyone in this movie, <laughs> he just like says, hey, I'm going to blow up your hotel. And like, that's it. Yeah. He kind of tells him like, dude, don't be dumb. Like, you need to just get this done and it's over. And he's already on his way. Bill Skarsgård's already on his way to like, I am going to ensure that like I get something out of this as yeah. opposed to just doing my job. I'm going to be the person who kills John mm-hmm. Wick. Um, which is like, he, he still does shitty stuff. Like he has like Donnie Yun's character, like fight him instead in the duel. That's and all true. That Cause shit. again, he's still kind of up there. So it's like, Oh, that's like below me, like single handed mm-hmm. combat. Um, yeah. And like, yeah, like I think, and again, the supporting cast is cool. Like they're definitely like maybe setting up some stuff. Cause if you didn't stay at least for the one post credit scene, I think there's only one in this movie. Um, we are shown. So Donnie Yun earlier in the film kills the like head of the Osaka continental hotel, yeah. I believe. Um, and as a result the daughter of that guy, uh, who's played, I believe it's Hiroyuki Sonata, um, plays that guy. And his daughter, 
named Akira, played by Rina Sawayama. She like swears she's also the concierge of that hotel and she swears like vengeance on mm-hmm. Donnie Yun specifically and tells John Wick, if you don't kill him, because of course Donnie Yun, this blind kill you know they watched Rogue One and they were like, Hey, can you just do yeah, that? Yeah, but then they also <laughs> watched um like It Man. Not it, man. The funny one because of the way he dressed. Oh my! Are we? Can we? Are we gonna talk about this? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about it now. <laughs> so okay, they watched Hangover. Yes, they watched the Hangover, and then they watch. They were like, well, "We're gonna." Okay, so for context, in this movie, I think the opening shot of this movie is where they introduce Donnie Yun. Yeah. Um, he is like sitting on a park bench or something. He has glasses. He has like a tan turtleneck and like a coat, like a sport coat, and. All I could think, I thought it was just me. I thought, oh, this is weird. But he's wearing the same sunglasses, the same costume. as Same Ken, hair. Same hair and everything as Ken Jong's character in, in one of the Hangover movies. I don't remember which one. And all I could think was, like, the angle and everything. I'm like, is that Ken Jong? And then, like, they go a different angle. And I'm like, oh, no, no, that's totally not him. That's got to be Donnie Yun. And I'm like, and then they go back. And I'm like, they just... What the fuck? Like, this is the same costume. Every detail is, like, the same except just a different person. And so it was so fucking confusing because I kept just waiting for, like, that, hello, gay boy, or whatever he says yeah. in the movie. So long, gay boys. And I'm like, oh, that, and I, I kind of got excited because at first I was like, holy cow, what if we see, like, like a, a cameo of Ken Jong in this movie and he's, like, leading assassins or something and then John kills him or whatever. But no, it's Donnie Yun and he's, like, in France or something. Um, but they kind of arrange that he's blind. Um, so again, they watched Rogue One and we're totally like, dude, do that here. That was badass. And so he does. But they established that the only reason he's like an assassin for these people is because they like will kill his daughter. They pretty much have his daughter like locked down all the time um, without her knowing it. So if he doesn't comply, they're going to kill the daughter. Um which I guess is what Halle Berry was trying to avoid in the third movie. But yeah, so he's an, like, I liked it because it wasn't just like common. Like I, again, this movie is like the second movie, but better. Like in the second movie, when they introduce common, they almost introduce him. Like he has some kind of like, he calls, what does he call the sister? He's like, Oh, she was my ward and like meant a lot to me. Yeah. And they almost like play it. Like, are they like romantically entangled? Like, is it just like I've sworn my life to this woman? Like, what's the dealio with this? Mm-hmm. But they never elaborate on it before yeah, Common says goodbye. I think movie. it was like maybe not. Maybe it was romantic, but I know there was that level of like I care for this person. Like right. on that, type like it's of, more yeah. than a job. For Whether me. or not they were yeah. in a relationship, like we'll never know. But they had some kind of deal going on. Yeah, and I feel like Donnie Yun is like a more elaborate version of that, where it's like I want because he straight up is like i'm not gonna kill john wick and they were like you're gonna kill john wick or work with your daughter and he's like well fuck that's all i can do then and so they sent him out there but the final post-credit scene like i was or the post-credit scene i don't know if there's another one was um john doesn't kill donnie yun like he doesn't donnie yun gets to live and his daughter gets to go free because that's what the maki promised him if he fought for him in the duel Akira, then we get this shot where Donnie Yun is like going to give flowers to his daughter who's like playing violin on the street or something. And Akira, like, the camera turns and Akira's there hooded, like ready to fucking yeah. kill. She like pulls a knife and then we cut to black. What do you think of this scene? Like, it, 
it almost felt unnecessary to me. You know, but... it was like, so we went to the Alamo to see this. Yeah. And they, you know, it was like a special, like, because it was Thursday, right? So it was right when. This was it, like the premiere. Yeah. yeah. And so they had this whole setup or whatever. And when that scene hit and after it ended, this one girl audibly, audibly goes, that's it. <laughs> and I was like, I. I was thinking that, and I'm like, yeah. I know everybody else in this room was thinking that as well. Right. She just said it out loud. <laughs> Wait, well, I guess it makes me wonder, like, are we going to get, like, an Akira series or something? Like, is this supposed to tease, like, the next? Yeah, I think it's it leaves it open. It's an open-ended thing, right? And I so, guess it just, if it's just open-ended, it feels so unnecessary. I know. I felt like it was a little unnecessary. Like, I would have rather, like, to have seen... Lawrence Fishburne with the hobo clan. Like, right. I want to see what's going on with that. Or even, like, Ian McShane, now that he's just kind of, like, you know, by himself, but he's going to become manager again. Like, that would have been cool. Or, you know what? Stop doing stinger scenes yeah. in movies so fucking much. Like, I, I'm... But I think it's to <sighs> give people more because they love the franchise so much. Right, so but it made I me kind of go, like, are you going to do... Does this mean I'm going to get a whole movie yeah, series or, or show Or maybe they didn't Akira? know where to put that in the movie. It's like, oh, John died, but I don't want to Dude, put not it. everything needs to go in the movie. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I guess to me it's just, like, we don't... Not every movie needs a fucking stinger scene. Like, thanks, Marvel, for fucking yeah. turning this into some bullshit. Like, like, let's put all the puzzles together. It's like, no, like, we don't have to go back to... Because she did say, like, or I guess Donia was saying, I'll be waiting for you. Mm-hmm. But we didn't need to go back to that. It's just... But here's the thing is, like, and this is how I'll segue into it brilliantly, might I add. <laughs> Not really. I just figured it's a good spot to go. Um, is is this mean like this is going to be part of the ballerina show? Does this mean it's going to be like somehow linked to the? Well, I guess it's not going to be linked to the Connell show because it's like a prequel. But like, is she gonna? Is is what's her name? Uh, fuck, Anna de Armas. Thank you. Is she gonna run in there? Like, is are we doing something? Because like, that's and that's where we can kind of go and end this. I think to end this episode up. What do you think's the deal with those shows? Right. So we got the Continental, which is a prequel show. Starring young Lance Reddick and young young Ian McShane. And then the ballerina or ballerinas or something like that. That's supposed to be with Anna de Armas. Yeah. As like one of the dancing people for Morticia Adams. Yeah, for the director. Yes, the director. Like, what do you think? What do you think? So what do you think of those? Like, what do you think those are going to... I mean, I don't really see this person really fitting into... Unless it's like an episode. Yeah, it could be like an episode or it could be like... You know, the director was saying for the um, for the John Wick series that they're going to take a break, him and mm-hmm. Keanu, but they might come back to it later because, uh, I mean, they really went boom, boom, boom with all of these. Oh, yeah. Um, and the amount of like stunts that they were doing as well, I'm sure that has like an impact. But I could see maybe later on in future films they do something with those characters. Um, but... As for, like, the show ballerina, I don't really see her fitting in unless, again, they're going to do the globe-trotting thing. Because, mm. to me, that is focused mainly on, like, New York. Right. So, okay. where the director or, you oh, know, Morticia Adams okay. is located. It's just in, like, one place versus, like, oh, yeah. Like, what mm. they were doing, like, throughout the films. Like, oh, let's go to Morocco. Right, or, right, oh, right. let's go to Italy. 
That's interesting. See, I was thinking about it almost the opposite. Like, I figured the concierge absolutely is going to be like a New York focused film, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be, it's going to be Ian McShane meeting Lance Reddick, but they're young, and they're like, sort of their rise to power at the Continental, right? It's all going to be New York. You're going to have like a cavalcade of characters, maybe a young John Wick, maybe a young Donnie Yen, whatever. I feel like the ballerina show would be the globetrotting one because I feel like it's almost what I think the ballerina show is going to be is I think it's going to be Anna de Armas walking out of the ballerina school mm-hmm. and it's going to be almost like an analog for like when John Wick started. Like instead uh, of a John Wick origin story, we're going to get kind of like what is it like to be on the other side, right? Instead of uh, like I'm retired and done, what is it like to just start? That's true because like depending on like the mission or whatever, right. it could take you anywhere I guess yeah and I guess like that's the only way I see Akira fitting into this Mm -hmm. is it either she goes after Yun and it results in Yun's daughter's death or some shit Mm -hmm. and then Yun hires Akira I'm sorry Yun hires Ana de Armas's character to like hunt Akira down okay or perhaps even a more narratively you know concluding twist Yun's killed, right, mm-hmm. by Akira in front of his daughter. His daughter puts out the bounty or hires Anna the Armas to yeah. kill Akira, kind of in this never-ending cycle of revenge, right? We're doing this kind of thing. Yeah. It never ends the more you hunt down after it. And so that's where she comes back. But even then, it's a show. It's not like these movies where it's like, it'll take three hours to do this cool action sequence. It's a television show, and that is both the most interesting and the most worrying thing, I think, to me. Yeah. Because, like, action movie, cool. It's, like, a thing. But, like, action TV show? I don't know, man. Like, you're going to have to explain some stuff. You have yeah. to do something to keep me actually interested besides watching cool action scenes every week. Mm-hmm. You know? That's just me. Maybe other people are cool with that. I, it just kind of comes off like Assassin Power Rangers, though, at that point, in my opinion. <laughs> <Assassin> <laughs> like, you're just doing cool uh, fights against one. shit. I mean, that's what... But think about it, right? Like, oh, no, the monster of the week is boom. Or the, in this case, the the bounty of the week is blah. Oh, Let's have a cool <laughs> action sequence. You know what right? that reminded me of? It, um, Cowboy Bebop it's with like, the two characters see, on that TV. Would be cool. <laughs> that would be cool as hell, though. Like, a... ballerina show where it's like almost cowboy bebop-esque where it's like she's just trying to make a living doing this and getting into this world and just like how does it work for someone who lives it as opposed to just like john wick who's just kind of subject to everyone else yeah i don't know like you could do some cool shit with it it just i i'm I'm mostly concerned if it's going to be like a, you know, a last, the last of us where it's like this long form story or is it going to be like an episodic once a week kind of. Yeah, that would be interesting to see. With maybe like an overarching character. Yeah. Shit. I don't know. I feel like we're going back to that on TV. Ever since like Star Trek Strange New Worlds, I feel like we're starting to kind of revert a little bit to like, hey, we don't need the. 10 15 long episode like yeah to be continued right every week to be continued like single one long (laughs) story that's so fucking stretched out it might as well be a movie yeah and i like how that was like hey there's a character bit but like at the same time 
we're also just kind of dicking around week to week. Like, there's not really a, you know, it affects them by how the characters react to the events, not the events themselves progress the plot, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe we're going to do that here. That would be kind of nice. The concierge can be a linear plot one. That one, to me, seems like it merits being long form. But, mm-hmm. like, ballerina one, I don't know. I'm bad. So, Amber, I got a final question for you. Yeah, what's up? Uh, usually we rate the movies. I don't know if you need to rate all of them. But in light of the most recent one coming out, mm-hmm. if you could rate... Uh, I guess at least rate the fourth one. Yeah. Do you suggest people watch... Like, out of ten? Or? Out of ten, of course, okay. out of ten. Um, suggest for people watch this... I mean, obviously, if you're watching the fourth one, you should really watch the franchise. That's maybe my completionist attitude, but that's how I look at yeah. it. <laughs> um, so I guess, like, yes, yeah, should people watch the John Wick franchise? And then finally, if you could rank them, you know, one, two, three, four, what is the order of the best to worst John Wick movies? Yeah. Uh, so my rating for John Wick Chapter 4, so I think that would be a 9 out of 10. Honestly, mm. that was a really good, like everything that was wrong or maybe not as good with the previous films, they really like fixed that in this one. Yeah. Um, There could have been a bit more dialogue, so that's why maybe I give it like a 9 out of 10. That's I felt fair. like Keanu Reeves could have maybe said a bit more, especially when talking about his wife or just kind of like the person that he wants to be remembered as I felt like that part could have had a little bit more yeah um like I felt like the emotion was missing a little bit at least from him everybody else I think was fine um but yeah in terms of just like the stunts were like they were obviously a lot better Mm -hmm. um also the different like I just felt like it was because it's a three-hour movie um you know, movies like that, they tend to be, they tend to get a little like, especially yeah, like when we drag, watched Avatar, it's right? like, it was definitely dragging towards the end. And oh, I'm just yes. like, when is this going to end? Um, but with this movie, I felt like because we were going from place to place and then also there was kind of like, there were obviously like, um, you know, so many things happening, like with Donnie Yen going after mm-hmm. like John Wick and things like that. Like those things had to be resolved at some point. And until then <laughs> there were they were going to continue having these like fights and whatnot. So I think that's what kept the overall plot really interesting um, to me at least. And so I definitely give it a nine out of 10. Mm. And then in terms of like ranking for the entire franchise. So I'd have to say it would be four, one, three, and two. Okay. Why is four beating one? Just, just out of the curiosity, because like you know, one is like where it all starts up. We talked about how yeah, it's a I think story because it's like the um, ending to. Well, I can't say it's really the ending to the franchise because there's probably going to be. It's an more. ending to John's story for all intents. Yeah, and purposes. it's an ending yeah. to John's story. It's really like relieving, I guess. Like it's just like satisfying, oh yeah, right? satisfying yeah, yeah, yeah. that we have gotten to the end of this, especially since it all began with like just a dog Mm -hmm. which is like kind of crazy like seeing how far especially when you get to the fourth one even though i said like the dialogue wasn't quite there i still felt like with every chapter john was becoming less hardened like especially a first one like you could see it in his eyes like he was just like i just want to kill everybody yeah there's that rage when he's like towards the end ground after maybe like i don't want to say growing up a little bit but just like 
developing. Yeah, right? developing. His yeah, his yeah, character yeah. developed. He became less like, I just want to kill everybody because, again, like, your actions lead to consequences and, like... Yeah. yeah, and you sort of become tired, and you could tell, like at the very end, he was kind of tired of this. He's just like, I just want to be done, but I also want to be free, and like I feel like everybody else. I think he's should reminded, also be free of, of, right? Yeah. He's reminded why he got out in the first place, yeah. and I think that exactly that is sort of his character arc, right? Like he he thinks he can just dip his toe and have his cake and eat it too. Yeah, because I feel like every movie somebody asked him, "Where does this end?" Right. And you McShane, I think very regularly, at least in two or three of these movies, yeah. is like, Just what are you going to do? Him, like, yeah. okay, how this started? Yeah. Like, these like what's people the point suck, of this? But like, yeah. 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 But like, how, how long are you going to continue doing this? Right? right. Um, And so, yeah, that's why I think I rank like chapter, because by that very end, you could just see, he's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to like move mm. on. Um, And that was of course with his death. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> we'll maybe. see. Um, but but yeah. I think he does learn kind of like, right, the, the only way out, like you don't get to, you don't get to just assume that you're better than, you're some exception of the rule and you get, don't have to follow the rules. Yeah. So like, that's kind of how he operated for three movies. Yeah. Is like, I will get, I will fight tooth and nail to get out again. Yeah. And like, that's admirable, sure. But the problem is you're just doing what you were doing before. Yeah. Like you're just killing a bunch of people like you were begin in the beginning, yeah. yet you keep talking about how much you don't want to be killing people anymore. It's like well, what do you want to do? <laughs> You'd keep killing people. Um, and it's almost implied, like, this is not what you had to do last time. So, like, what's the what's new? And yeah. I think at the end of it, it's kind of like, they imply, like, in the second one and stuff, he had people help him. Like, he kind of almost cheated to get out, right? Like, yeah. he was given an impossible but task. Unless he and, really had to take it the hard way. Right. Like we- <laughs> and he got it out. He got out, but it wasn't a, it wasn't without killing, essentially dying. Right. Yeah. And I think like the first one was a good setup to the franchise. Um, but I think it it definitely lacked like that like like storyline with mm. like more details. So yeah. Like yeah. I just feel like for me I needed a little bit more just to get a better idea. But of course that's the whole point of a franchise. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I think for me. I think I'm going to agree like uh, chapter four is solid nine out of ten. I think you're right. There's like some heart kind of missing from the movie. Um, I don't think any of these movies are bad. I'll definitely say that. Yeah. Like They're all very good. I would definitely suggest obviously like giving the fourth one a nine out of ten. Like yes go watch this franchise. Like it's a good franchise. It's, it's very you can definitely turn your brain off and watch it or like pay attention and enjoy it. Like it kind of straddles both pretty well. But I agree, like, there's there's almost, like, a humor to the first movie. There's, like, a little bits of, like, funny or, yeah. or not this, like, high-octane thing constantly to where you do get these moments. And I think really in every movie but four, you get these moments of reprieve where you can kind of breathe for a second. Yeah. And they'll maybe talk about what's going on or maybe it's just John trying to figure out what the heck he's going to do next. And then, or we're asking the philosophical, right? Like, where does this end? Mm-hmm. And... The fourth one, while it's super fun, awesome action, great characters, it does do that more than anything. Like, it almost feels like at some points, like, especially when we get to the scene with um, the Russian, the, the like, Russian, Ruska, Ruska, Romani people in Germany. Oh, yeah. 
that almost felt rushed to yeah. get to the action sequence in the German club, which was, again, kind of even weirder because the fun thing about John Wick 1 especially is that it feels like this could be our world. Like, anyone could be an assassin. You don't even yeah. know. Whereas in this, these, like, axing people in the head in a nightclub and all these German ravers are like, <gasps> anyway. Let's like, go back go to back dancing. To, like, literally, like, oh, ah, anyway, let's go back to dancing. I'm like, what did you think just happened? Like, yeah, is, the, do you th- is it just like this is part of the show? I, I don't, this is just really weird. Um, and it does kind of take you not out of it because obviously it's like kind of a fantastical world, but it makes it go like, wait, does are these just like really commonplace things? Like, do a lot of people get murdered brutally? Yeah, like this or something. Like, I don't understand, but so there's weird shit like that, and I definitely think a lot of the explanation stuff kind of um gets pushed aside or is rushed mm-hmm. to get us to the next action set piece, which is okay, I guess, in some spots. But I mean. There, I think there's one time, and I hate to say it because it was fun, when he gets the nunchucks in the beginning in Japan. Yeah. That was fun for a little bit, and then he kind of just kept going, and I was like, man, I I get it. Like, yeah. It's pretty cool. <laughs> like, we, we do something else. Like, just watch him kill people with nunchucks. But then there's other stuff, like like the tracker guy. We didn't even talk about him. Oh, yeah. The guy with the dog. Yeah, he does deserve to be mentioned. He deserves so. to be mentioned, but, like, he doesn't really do anything. He just kind of acts like a... Almost like this is what John was when well, he first got out. He's like, Mr. I, yeah, they kind of missed the mark on that because I got the concept of who he was as a person. Yeah, and so yeah. he's like, Mr. Nobody. Like, he is like, again, we always talk about the antithesis to John Wick. This right. guy literally is the antithesis to John Wick. He's just not well known. And maybe he will, after John Wick is now dead, mm-hmm. he becomes sort of like. Right, because he is like, no one can stop this guy. He is like, Like, he has some really cool moves himself. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. And he always introduces himself as like, no one and shit. And he's like, and he also has like a dog and yeah. So, but he's very much like, this must be kind of like what John, this is why I think the ballerina show is going to be kind of parallel to like whatever John Wick's origin was because this guy is clearly that. He is on his, he's trying to get out, like, basically pay his way out. And so he's doing this job. If he kills John Wick, he gets to get out. Yeah. Right? And, like, that is his way out. It's kind of his impossible task. Yeah. Right? right? Like, that's his thing, is I have to kill this impossible guy to kill, and then I'm good. Right? I don't have to do this anymore. Um, I just wish, like, I think he's, like, maybe the one character too many. Yeah. Because he almost comes off really weird. Like, he won't kill John Wick unless it's for enough money. And yeah. And we're never really told why. He just wants more money, like. I don't know. It's a little weird. Like, I wish we got more of him because he was super interesting, especially yeah, with the dog. But like the Donnie Yen and John Wick. Oh, yeah. That that seemed like the partnership. Yeah. That was great. Oh, at the on the stairwell. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm going to help you get up there. Like, that was fun. But yeah. I, I, oh, and I think if I had to rank these movies. I think I got to go. Like three. Hmm. <laughs> it's honestly I hate it because it's a cop out but it's kind of a tie between four and one like I think four four has better action but one has a better plot mm. so it's kind of tough to like reconcile the two because like the problems I have with four are the things that one has mm-hmm. but the things that four has are things that one could have totally done more of if it was you know had a bigger budget and stuff at the time 
So it's like I'm kind of mixed. Like if I want, I guess if I want the like more interesting plot, one. If I want the higher octane action, four. And then two, I think is the worst of the four movies. Like it's just. It, it's got a lot on its back. It's trying to like set up a franchise while also like having a villain you care about, but has to die at the end and like setting John up to kind of be this like renegade guy. It's doing a lot of stuff that normally I think would have happened in two movies, but just didn't cause this wasn't designed to be like a franchise, but yeah. But with all that being said, Amber, can you tell us what we're going to have going on next week? Yeah, so we will also be returning to the Alamo Draft House Theater, Ooh. and we will be viewing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, Alamo, sponsor us. We like to go to movies <laughs> for free. Come on, give us a sponsor or something. Yeah, It'd be do, cool. it, do it. Do it. Do it. Let's talk. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to go uh, see the new Dungeons and Dragons movie starring bunch of folks but uh chris chris pine is the uh, i was about to say chris one. pratt but no. that's not right it's one of the chris's it's one of the chris's arguably my favorite chris wow. if i have to pick a chris i think pine might be my favorite okay i just like him and stuff yeah. i don't i don't care much for pratt you just say the same character all the damn time <laughs> hemsworth i don't know like he's he's thor or he's action man i don't know if i've seen him in anything other than that and then chris evans like Chris Evans is my second one, just because he's Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. I heard that like um the review the early reviews for Dungeons and Dragons is actually really good. Yeah, that's what I've heard too. Yeah. I'm kind of excited. Like uh, I think it'll be cool. Yeah, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, me dose. But yes, until then, go ahead and check us out on social media. On Instagram, Twitter, we have a Discord. Yeah, channel. Twitter's still there. Twitter's still there. <laughs> we thought it wasn't going to be and it's still around and I know what else is, else is also around uh, Facebook's apparently also around so if you want to follow us there you're more than welcome to it's not totally I don't think we're going to have it for very long yeah. just FYI so if you can yeah, it's sort go of that, to Instagram or that Twitter. awkward spare thing um, but yes check out Instagram check out Twitter and of course uh, feel free to join our Discord channel where we talk about our new episodes Upcoming films, TV, all kinds of stuff. What are we watching that we aren't doing, you know, episodes about and that sort of thing. Also, if you want the best quality of these episodes, check out our website, SWHN19.com, where you can find this episode and all of our past episodes, including our commentaries. Uh, I think we have at least like six of those. Um, you know, along with links to all of our social media accounts, of course, you know, wherever you prefer to listen to your podcasts are also accessible, whether it's Spotify, oh boy, Spotify, Apple podcasts, all those good things and more. And until next week, I am one of your hosts, Thomas. I'm Amber. And this was So What Happens Next, Small Screens. See you guys next week.